Hi, I'm Justin Freed. This is episode 65 of In 30, and I am broadcasting off of generator power due to Hurricane Sandy. But we're still going to bring you the show tonight, and we hope you're doing all right um, and that the storm didn't affect you too badly. And I should say I'm not actually using generator power. PSE&G got their act together and things are working. Thank you guys in the orange suits. And with me, as always, and safe from the storm, is Harry uh, Marks of CuriousRat.com. Hello. And I'm Cohen of HeimTime.com. Hello, hello. And Heim, you're going to shine today, right? Absolutely. This is your time to shine. Okay, so we're going to be talking about tablets, and it seems to me that with the release of the iPad 4 and the iPad mini, Apple is really putting the pressure on every other manufacturer. And we've discussed in the past how build quality and industrial design is going to be hard to match. I will now uh, throw the show to you, Haim. Did the offerings from um, Google that were that were soft announced? Do they do they compare favorably enough to Apple stuff? I think. I think the best way to describe it is that Google undercut Apple by 50% in the in the cost of the devices. So when we enter this holiday season, you have to make a choice. You can either pay 329 for a 7.85 inch screen or you can pay 199 or 299 for a Wi-Fi or 3G 7-inch next to 7. Okay, so I mean that, that's a, that's one form factor. Harry is is Heim does Heim have it right here that this is just a matter of price. It's not just a matter of price. Google also undercut Apple in terms of by fifty percent in usability too. Uh, <laughs> these these tablets. Here's the thing with the iPad Mini. If you read the reviews, the iPad Mini don't think of it as a seven inch tablet comparable to a Kindle Fire or a uh, Nexus Seven. This is really another iPad, just at a smaller scale. This is instead of I want a ten inch iPad. I want something smaller. I'm going to get a $329 7-inch uh, iPad. It runs all the apps that the regular iPads do. It does all the same things. It's just a little slower than the new iPad. And it seems to me that one element of one element that makes this device really appealing is just that it is so cute that when people touch it, they develop an affinity for it immediately. It's, in a, a it's, way that the iPad itself didn't. Need. Yeah, I mean, it's skinny. It's made of metal. It's you know, it's absolutely beautiful. the on, The only thing that it that's really not great on it is that it lacks a Retina display. It has a ten twenty four by seven sixty eight display, like the original iPad and the iPad two. On a smaller device, though, it's not you know, it's not going to be Retina quality, but it's better than the display on the original iPad and the iPad two because but, you've got wait, everything closer now. together. But both now, the Amazon Fire, like it, I, even I don't like it, but even that and the Nexus 7 and the Nexus 10 and the Nexus 4 all have the Apple so-called retina display. Right, but they all lack tablet-optimized apps. So what you're well, losing in retina quality, you're making up for in a vast ecosystem of applications. But the Nexus 7, I haven't had a problem saying, oh, I really wish there was an, a tablet app for insert app here i've always been happy well you might not you might be looking for one type of application that someone else might not be for example there are a wide variety of productivity apps on the ipad for writing and markdown uh, there's OmniFocus. there's good reader there's all this stuff i haven't seen anything like that comparable on 
on the Google Android store, on the Play Store. On the, I, I haven't checked in a month, but I doubt that you know, those comparable apps are there right now. Well, well let's put it this way. The 7-inch the um, screen size in some ways necessitates um, a different kind of uh, thinking about the UI. Maybe not so different from a 4-inch device or a 10-inch device, but um, it's different nonetheless. So with Apple choosing to use the same resolution that the iPad 2 had, they gave them the, the device starts its life with the same kind of ecosystem that the iPad has developed over time. But can we rein it in a little further? What, what are we talking about here? Is, is Google trying to undercut Apple on price in the 7-inch market in order to just get more people um, on Android? Or is, is, this, is the 7-inch market not as important as the 10-inch market? Or is it all the, the kind of the same and they just are going to fight it out this holiday season? Google's always been about market share. It's never been about profits. It, it's always been about getting Android into the, as many consumers' hands as possible. Time. Well, I mean, I agree with Harry. And and what I want to also add is that 329 the reason that's the price point is because if you have $100, $200 worth of apps already – it doesn't. The cost is not the issue. They could have made the iPad Mini three ninety nine, dropped the iPad two, and people would have still bought it only because they're not going to get rid of that many dollars worth of apps. Okay, if, so you're saying that someone who is locked into the iOS um, walled garden can't jump ship, and Apple is then taxing them effectively on the iPad Mini. I mean, I, I yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see that at all. This is this is a matter of Apple wanting to make money on their product. They could probably price it at two hundred dollars, but that might be what it costs them to make it. And they're not like Amazon or Google, where they're going to sell, or Samsung, where they're going to sell it at cost to make it up later in content. They barely break even on the App Store. So for them, hardware is king. Profits are king. They're going to charge a premium because this is a premium product, but also because they want to make the money on it. So basically, the Android marketers are. That's well, right. I want to add a feature here now. Now we have to think because all these come out with uh, 4.2.1, whatever the next one is. I'm really excited about that, aren't you, Harry? Well, no, no, oh, but I here's the thing. to the edge of my seat. Well, multi-user switching. So now you have that thing that only the Microsoft RT tablets, which we'll get to in a few minutes, has where you can now lock down the de- – you can either lock down the device for your kids or you can hand it to somebody, leave it in the living room, and you have – and you have something else, which Apple doesn't have yet. This is what comes to mind when you give that example, because I think that is a really important feature, and there, it, there are jailbreak apps that will do that on an iPad, and plenty of people use them. They work fine. What sticks with me, though, is the way Google updates its devices, if you buy into the Android ecosystem, you're not guaranteed to be on 4.3.6, which will have the next feature that you really want. If you get an iPad mini, for the next three years, probably at a minimum, you're going to get guaranteed updates from Apple, which will probably include the multi-user switching thing. So if if you look at it that way, maybe the value is higher on the iOS side, unless Google gets its act together and updates things regularly. Well, well, here's here's what you're buying. If you buy a Nexus 7 or a Nexus 10 or a Nexus 4... And we have to talk about the prices as well. You're buying that Nexus, that whole thing that I've been espousing for for a year now, saying Google is certifying this product to get the apps. And And we complain about how my Nexus LTE doesn't get it. Google just shunned out CDMA. They said we we are we can't do what we want to do. So therefore, it's GSM only. 
And from there, and now here goes the price. Two ninety nine for an off contract, completely unlocked phone, do whatever you want, or one ninety nine two year contract with T Mobile. Two ninety two ninety nine. So, okay, so first I'd like to say this. This is the first time I understand the branding kind of of the, the Android line of tablets. I get that a Nexus 4 has a 4-inch screen, the Nexus 7 has a 7-inch screen. It kind of makes picking them out a little bit easier. Um, but for $399, uh, with, I'm sorry, for, you said it was $299, $299 without a contract. I would be willing to try out an Android device while still on contract potentially with uh, the iPhone. And, and maybe that will poach some people who have just been scared to only be able to use one upgrade uh, every two years and they want to get their money's worth, so they, they, they've stuck with Apple for that reason. I mean, it, you're saying that Google's going to win, what, not on services, but on, just to get on price, the, the devices don't have to be any better, just 100 bucks cheaper? Well, look at it this way. I can buy now 299 That's what my original Galaxy Nexus cost on Verizon. That's... I mean, it's 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 $100 more. But if you want that on-contract experience with T-Mobile, you're more than welcome to do it. But every year now, that's the new price model, $299. The Galaxy Note is $329 on-contract with T-Mobile and AT&T and Sprint. So basically what Google is saying, carriers, you better give – you want the – you want to customize your own way. You better give us – you better make it so profitable or so worthwhile that people are going to spend more money on contract for your device than we can offer it off contract, and there's no contract. <laughs> okay. So as a standalone 7-inch device, though, when you go into the store, Harry, I guess if you can defend the fact, again, $329 price point, considering what I'm just uh, lobbed at you from the uh, Android end of things. Well, these are two different devices. The, the The Nexus 4 is a 4-inch device. The iPad's a 7.9-inch device. But, the, for example, the iPad mini is not for me. It's not... I need something bigger. I need something I can get all eight fingers on the home row for, for typing. I need a bigger iPad. However, I see a lot of people who read on their Kindles, on their Kindle Fires, Nook tablets, Nook... I think it's Nook HD is the other one. All these glorified e-readers, these mini tablets, and they love them. But I think with the iPad Mini, people know the iPad brand. They know Apple. They're going to see how thin that is. They're going to see other people with it, and they're going to say, I've always wanted an iPad, but I never wanted a big one. I read a lot on my commute. I read a lot at lunch, and I can run all these great applications. Yeah, it's a little bit more, but there's I'm getting more bang for my buck, and I know that Apple's going to support it. On, you know, they're going to support it for years. So... I'm going to go with the iPad. That's who I see this being for. This isn't for people who are looking to downgrade their existing iPad. These are lo- people who are looking for something that does a little more than their Kindle Fire or their Nook. So is what going to the holiday season, is the 7-inch uh, form factor going to be the most important one? Or I think it's going to be huge. Okay, so you think the battle is going to be fought going forward on, uh, on the 7-inch side? Yeah. Hi. I think the battle is going to be fought on price because remember you can get a Nexus Seven, seven inches with three G. I guess it's HD HSDPA plus for two ninety nine. Is that on contract or off contract? On completely unlocked. There's no contracts anymore in the Google. Okay, Android. but then you're still running a Google. You're running Android. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: if all you're doing is reading, so you buy five dollars of Instapaper again and. Uh, and the Kindle app or the Nook app is free. So what's that cost to you if all you're doing is reading? All you're doing is reading. 
But it's not it's not just reading. I mean, there are people who there are people who play games. There are people who get their work done on even on their seven inch tablets. Yeah, you can do that on the Nexus tablets as well. But I don't know. I feel like the not only is the app ecosystem better on the iPad, but it's the apps are better designed and more user friendly on the iPad. Does it come down to the fact that when you you have to support a whole bunch of hardware manufacturers, the, the operating system just can't be as finely tuned to any given device uh, the way Apple can do things? It's, 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 are they losing before they get the uh, thing out of the factory because of that? Heim. <laughs> well, well, I was going to wait for Harry to answer. I think going forward, Google says, you know what? We let you we let you do it your way. We're doing it our way. We're making the price so cheap that if you want to compete, you're going to have to get your apps working. You're going to have to go around us. So when they release it, when they release the next app, Instapaper, not Instapaper, but the magazine for Android, which will never happen, I'm sure the developers are going straight for the Nexus devices. And they're going to have to let Samsung do things. I'll tell you, Samsung's doing some great things with their S Pen and their multi-user switching and all that. But you know what? That's not for me, and I don't want it. I want to so be it's... able to get. I want to be able to get multi-user switching, and the Photosphere and all the new things. Right so now. is multi-user switching Samsung specific, or is that part of the next version no, of Android? That's, that's the next version of Android. Okay. And which devices are guaranteed to run that? I mean, the devices, devices in your house that you don't know which will have. Well, I'm well. Right now, Google hasn't said which. What's the limitation on the software? But presumably, it's my Galaxy Nexus, my Nexus, and my Nexus Seven. Presumably. Well, your well, devices might get the next upgrade. And well, you have to remember. I'm going Google Plus and bothered the development team. You have to remember that that one mean lady uh, destroyed all events on Monday, and we don't actually know. They just re- they just flooded the Google Play Store with with mini press releases. We actually have no idea, but presumably they would the next the Galaxy Nexus, the Nexus S should handle it. The Nexus Seven. And I, I think it would be wise to talk about what makes the Nexus 4 so cheap uh, without contract, and that is a large part in, in it's due to a lack of LTE. Well, uh, which the, well, the tech press largely gave Google a pass for. Well, here's the problem. Verizon, we know Verizon has their such hard restrictions that Google said they when I when Google releases an update, I don't get it on my LTE Nexus because the Qualcomm chip is licensed and and Verizon makes it difficult. So they basically what they said is Verizon, the nation's largest carrier and Sprint, we can't deal with you. So you know what? We can't do any we, we we're just not going to deal with you anymore. And and I, think I think that's a good choice. I think that's so, good. Kick them out and, and focus on... That makes them. me sad. But you know what? You know what? If they don't want to play ball, then, you know... Let so what? They're on, AT&T, some... they're on AT&T and T-Mobile. Why is there no LTE for those? Does, well, T-Mobile doesn't have LTE, and, and AT&T has LTE in two markets or three markets. That didn't stop Apple from releasing the iPhone 5 with LTE on all three of those... On, uh, AT&T, uh, Verizon, and Sprint. I mean, we can do what Apple does and put the little 4G in, in on the 4 Yeah, except this time this time it means something. And this time I can get double my Wi-Fi speeds in the city on my iPhone 5. Look, I'm I won't not, be yes, able to do that on the it, Nexus 4. Look, for 200... Look, it's a, it's a $300 phone. And, and yes, I would love LTE. I'm, I'm clutching on to my LTE Nexus here because I don't want to give it up. 
the very least, it's a big step backwards. It, it is, is a big but, step backwards. But here's the th- they don't have it standardized yet. Let and a lot of people and a lot of people, I'll tell you that, will don't want to go to the they don't they're not gonna go to this uh Nexus device yet because they have their ga- they have their Galaxy Nexus and they're happy with it with the speeds. You wanna know so, something? The majority of users out there, the majority of customers out there do not give a damn if they're phone is on or off contract whatever the price is it doesn't matter they want the latest and greatest so if they have to spend three thousand dollars over the course of two years to get an iphone 5 but they're going to pay two hundred dollars up front to get it that really doesn't matter to them they're going to pay the two hundred dollars the fact that this nexus 4 lacks lte but it only cost three hundred dollars off contract isn't going to matter if they're not going to get the speeds they're used to on other devices they're not going to buy it well, so let's let's I, be the salesperson. The, the whole the whole unlock thing to me is a niche thing. It's for people who travel a lot, maybe tech yeah, it's, reporters it's love this unlocked. stuff. It's not about it being carrier unlocked necessarily. It's also be about it, the the device not being tethered to a contract. And if you look at the, the the cost to repurchase an iPhone five, if you were to lose it or to completely destroy it. It's really high. It's six hundred and fifty dollars. How many people do you know who say, "Man, I wish my phone was off contract so I could pay month to month and go wherever I want"? Well, you you don't being off contract doesn't even necessarily imply that you're doing a prepaid plan. You can still be doing postpaid, just not on contract. No, I understand that. In my case, I would be willing to give, especially if I could go into an AT and T store and have a reasonable, you know, two week trial period where I could still return the device if I don't like it. I would go and tr- in, in the way it's structured now. I would consider going to try out a Nexus Four, frankly, because I don't care about LTE no, that much. But, and I, but I, to, I give this, to give this to give this device a pass, even with its lack of LTE, but bash the iPhone 4S the way the Verge did. Uh, well, not, I won't say bash, but to give the iPhone 4S points off because it lacked LTE seems to be disingenuous, and I think the majority of people aren't going to care that this phone is available off contract. Well, Harry, I agree with you. I agree with the lack of LTE is a problem. I, I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is that when the I, when the next iteration of the iPhone comes out and I go to these stores, all I hear is, I can get you into the latest and greatest. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to add a line for $10 a month, and you'll get it for $199. But you're going to have to pay the $10 a month. And people do this. And instead, don't worry about the unlock. Just say, here, for $299, you can get a brand new phone every year. And if you, you want to leave... You can get one type of brand new phone every year. Well, that, yeah. I hope, I hope you like Nexi. It's, it's not necessarily the case that you would be stuck with the Nexus line. It's just that you, you're, you're not dropping $650 on a device where it Is, seems a little do you more see dear any, to. Do you see any other manufacturer... Releasing an unlocked phone for two ninety nine on the level of the Nexus Four minus forget the LTE, but like something as capable as the Nexus Four. Okay, let's unlocked. Let's, I think this this speaks to uh, uh, that question speaks to the bigger issue that Google has to deal with. Heim, is, is this is this is Android now the Costco of uh, of smartphones? Is that is, people don't necessarily want to be carrying the bargain phone in their pocket, even if they buy the generic brand Cheerios when they're in the store. Is is Android going to shoehorn itself into looking like, always, looking like always a, a lesser product than Apple if it has to compete so hard on price? Look, if you want to raise the price to have this barrier to entry, then go for it. 
But here's the thing. you The Nexus line, Google wants more people to have the latest and greatest operating system. So for them, they said, we couldn't compete any other way. Samsung, we did this PDK thing, and one phone, the S3 and the, the Note 2 that hasn't come out yet, are the only two phones with Jelly Bean on it other than the Galaxy Nexus. They saw that this 18-month initiative wasn't working. They haven't... They, they saw that this PDK wasn't working. So what did they do? They said, we're going to just undercut everybody. This is a capable phone. It's, it's plastic. I mean, it's plastic just like the Galaxy Nexus, and it is lacking LTE, and it's only 8 gigs of storage space, and they have an upgraded model if you want. But I, don't, I think it's capable, and you're saying that you're getting all these updates. If people don't care about hardware specs, they just care about it running, then this is for you. It's, so so if we Apple can sell, it at two, uh, sell a phone at $100 on contract, it seems like that's where it's computed. So, so they, they couldn't work, they couldn't get the update on all the phones that they wanted to, so they just released a new phone. That's what you're telling me. No, they couldn't get Samsung and, and HTC to get rid of their garbage. So they said, if you want to keep your garbage, that's fine. But we're selling a phone now for two ninety nine or one ninety nine on contract. And... It seems to me that the penalty for the openness of Android is becoming ever greater because now you have the the additional layer of the carrier uh, and and the type of network that they use determining you know how the phone is built and what cellular modem it has in it. So Google's just giving up on that. So there are no more phones for Verizon. Well, and then you have Samsung and HTC not updating things. So all of a sudden, okay, we don't even build, we don't even give them the newest version of Android as a penalty for not updating quickly enough. It seems like a risk. You're, you're, the, it's not only the ecosystem app-wise that's better uh, on the other side of the pond. It's also the, the experience dealing with buying the device and, and making it and the value of the device over time. Well, they're doing their own commercials now. There are Google commercials at Nexus 7, Nexus 10. It just came out. Since I didn't have power, I didn't get to see any of them. But they are doing their own commercials. Buy from the Google Play Store. Don't even go. Go and then shop the carrier. You don't have to get it on T-Mobile. You can do – you can – Straight Talk, you can do any GSM carrier that you I want. I don't even know what Straight Talk is. It's just one of the MVNOs. You can do AT&T, T-Mobile, anything like that. $30 what, what is MVNO? What is multi? It's mo- mobile virtual network operator. Basically, you can get like you can get your own plan, like Metro PCS or whatever you want, with with whatever contract you want. You can go to Ting. You can go to Ting if you want. What is Ting? <laughs> God, I smell burnt toast. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I, I don't under I I wouldn't do that. I mean, the the idea is that the device that you have in your pocket is kind of integral to maybe your. So you go to AT and T. You just keep on AT and T. It doesn't matter. And if you go overseas, if you're the type of person that travels overseas, you just switch it out. But the point is, they're disintermediating the carrier with the only problem being you can't run on a CDMA carrier. <laughs> Harry, do you think that if Apple had its druthers, it would? release an iPhone at $650 and hope that people pay? Or is there something to... Well, they do. They do make an unlocked iPhone. Uh, the sure. iPhone it's not even unlocked, Right. Well, they release it. You can pay full price, and you can put it on AT&T. Th- yeah, it's not, you can't really take it anywhere. You have to make sure that they, the network supports it. But I know several people who... Or I know of several people who have taken... They've gotten the unlocked AT&T phone and taken it to T-Mobile. And T-Mobile supports it up to a degree. They'll support the da- the... The data and the voice, but not the 4G speed. Does Apple speed, have a preference like here? 
Do you think Apple, all things considered, has a preference, though, for one or the other? They're getting their money either way, either from the carriers or from the people buying the phones. It's all about hardware for them. It's not about the software. So as long as you're, as long as you're holding an iPhone, they don't care. So it seems to me that it, the, the trend here is that the operating system manufacturers are starting to manufacture the hardware, too. The thing that Apple's been doing all along. Just like Microsoft. Microsoft. Yes, that is what we're getting to, Haim. Haim and I were lucky enough to attend a Microsoft Surface launch. Lucky? Event. Do you want to call that lucky? Well, they had six, six to seven open bars. with. They had more open bars than workable tablets. What does that tell you? So, okay. So we, we, we see Microsoft's attempt to compete with the Android end of things and the iOS end of things. And they, at the very least time, would you say that the Surface experience is, is more different from the other two than the other two are different from one another? I think the Surface was a complete, it was, it was, is a revolutionary device. I don't know if it's necessarily for better, but it is completely different, and I kind of like it. It's just too complicated for me, and that's saying a lot. Okay. Harry, you played with one of these things in a retail store. I'll, I'll give my take on it next, but what, what did you think of it? I, I like the hardware. I do like, I like the little kickstand. I like the way it feels. I don't like the 16-9 aspect ratio, especially for a device that I, you would use in portrait if you're going to be reading or something. But for the most part, I like it. I like the way the keyboard cover, the touch cover, snaps into place. It's sturdy. It's well put together. I And I really like the touch cover. I used it to type a couple of paragraphs in Word, and it's responsive. I could knock out about as fast as I could on the screen on my iPad. And I'm, I have no problems using the touch screen on my iPad for typing. So it's great. I could even rest my fingers on the home row and only press a little harder when I wanted to get some letters out. So I really enjoyed the touch cover, and if Apple ever did something like that, which I think they should, I would totally get one. The software, on the other hand, is a mess. Uh, I love Metro. I think Metro is a really great start. Formerly it, known as Metro. Whatever. I'm calling it Metro because I'm not calling it the Windows 8 experience, blah, 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 that they want me to call it. I'm calling it Metro. Metro is great. The apps are very cool that are already designed for it. There's some stuff that needs to be fleshed out, like uh, the mail application. Um, your music app is a little lacking in some regards, but for the most part, it's well put together. Now, here's where it all falls apart. The desktop. Whenever you have to use Word or Office at all, um, and I believe IE also opens on the desktop, it is a mess. It is, the touch targets are too small. You need the cover and the touchpad to click things. It's bizarre and old and gross. Let me let me start there. The the fact that 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 huge error was managed to come out of development like that tells me that the whole platform is all but dead. If they couldn't get the fact that when you release a tablet, it ought to function like a tablet and and jettison the old way of doing things. There, there, it, it tells me that the thinking overall that had that designed the device, or at least a segment of you know a division within the Microsoft Surface um, development team, doesn't get things. To release a tablet that's supposed to be touch-driven with minuscule X's in the top right corners of Word um, in order to close it it, it, it makes no sense. Exactly, and it, it uses the old file system. It uses the old Windows Explorer file system. There was a great video on the loop of this guy just trying to demo on a Surface how to save a Word document, and it's a dozen steps to, to get this to do it, and you're doing it in the old desktop environment on the touch cover. It's really weird and unintuitive. You couldn't vertically scroll, Justin. Remember that? We couldn't vertically scroll? It, it, is, it is such a mishmash of different ideas, and I think that Microsoft 
looked at the other devices and said, how can we do something that's okay or good or great even that just doesn't look like the way the other guys do it? And maybe they didn't put usability first because there is a best way to do certain things. And maybe some of the features on Android allude to that and some of the features on iOS do. I don't think there was a single best piece of the software on the surface. The touch cover is maybe okay, but there's no slam dunk win. It is just it is just a compromise across the board. So you're, I think you're always better off choosing an Android or an and, iOS. And app. part of that part of that is the newness. The, it doesn't have the app library to back it up. It doesn't have the developer support to back it up. And since it is the first incarnation of this Metro experience on the desktop, it doesn't have Microsoft's. It doesn't have years of growth into it the way the iPad does or Android does. It doesn't have the the features like the notification drawer and all that stuff. So, yeah, you're going to be lacking in certain ways. But the fact the fact that they had to compromise, as much as they said it's a no compromise, they really did compromise in making sure that all the legacy crap runs the way it does, even though it doesn't run on the RT right. tablets. Heim, Heim has a, a last, the very, a very clever last-minute pop quiz for all of us. And we can all, I guess, put our heads together to come up with it. What are the gestures on the surface? No, the hot co- the expose corners. No, I, I don't even know what that means. Well, I know if you swipe from the right, you get the charms. And if you swipe from the left, you can cycle through your open applications. And if you swipe and hold from the left, you can actually pin an application to the left of the currently open one. What about the top? Top? I have no idea. A bottom? Nope. Bottom is keyboard. And the top, you can close. You can actually close applications if you do it quickly. That's how you close them. I had no idea how to do that. And and if you do it more slowly, I think it gives you. Um, well, we have the three greatest apps. minds in tech right here, as as by our lower third. I played and with that thing for twenty minutes, out. and I had no idea how to close an application. You never we, close. We an play app. with it for two hours at an event, and oh. I will say that the Ultrabook is probably the best way. An Ultrabook with a touchscreen, the best way to experience, I think, Windows eight. Okay. So I'm leaving everyone with that. All right. This has been episode 65 and 30. Rate us, review us, love us, hate us. Do it on iTunes. Do it on Twitter. Thanks very much for listening. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.